1: So Biden, a, well, first of all, it's humiliating on such a large scale. I mean, not even the King of Jordan would meet with him. Not even Mahmoud Abbas, Palestinian Authority, would meet with him. The no world leader over there. Saudis, they, they, they diss the Biden administration, too. They don't want to meet. I mean, how embarrassing that they don't. Why don't they want to meet with the president of the United States? You know, we, we, we are literally now with Iran threatening to get involved itself. You know, we're worried about a two-front war, Lebanon and Hezbollah in the north. They've evacuated 28 cities in Israel uh, on that northern border, and, of course, Gaza in the south. And now you have the threat of Iran coming in. By the way, if that happens, the entire region could literally be at war in no time. You have the right to remain silent, and you might want to use it. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, toll-free our numbers, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, um, I know what I would do in Congress, and we'll check in with Congressman Chip Roy in a minute, because uh, the vote today was pretty much the same as yesterday. If I was in Congress, I don't know, I wouldn't be taking weekends off. Let's start there. If you don't have appropriations done, I wouldn't take the month of August off. That's Let's start there. If I took off as much as these people in Congress to get off, and I know they have constituent services and so on and so forth. Um, anyway, but, but that's neither here nor there at this point. But I would get everybody in a room, tell them to leave their phones, make sure everyone goes in phone-free. Maybe you want them, whatever you have to do to make sure they don't have a phone. And I would make the room, you know, have bathrooms in the room so people can go to the bathroom. They need to go to the bathroom. Then I would just lock the door. And I'd stay in there until they came out and said, you know, when the white smoke comes up that they've got a speaker and let them stay in there. And they can order pizza. I don't know what else is good to eat. Wendy's. They're going to need a lot of coffee. They haven't worked that hard a in a of long coffee, time. Coffee, Coca-Cola, you know, all the stuff, you know, that keep people awake. Maybe even put cots in the room. I don't know. And you don't come out until you're done. Just like they pick a new pope. You know, black smoke, nobody's chosen yet. Isn't it black? Yeah. When white smoke comes up, that means they found a pontiff. Um, I'm pretty sure that's I better. I hope I got it right. Uh, reminder if you're tired of watching these crazy stock market swings, you want to say goodbye to the wild shifts in your retirement, your portfolio. Well, are you looking for an investment that delivers consistent monthly returns built on solid American ground? Well, Phoenix Capital Group, right now, they're offering high-yield corporate bonds to investors. Right now, they're currently yielding 9 to 13% annual interest paid monthly. You can join thousands of satisfied investors paid on time every time. Uh, learn more about their investment offerings. Just go to phoenixonhannity.com. Now, they have a free webinar. Sign up for the free webinar. Why? Because you, you need to do your due diligence. Make sure this is uh, what you feel comfortable with. Gain the confidence you need for your financial future. And as always, before making any investment decision, you always have to carefully consider, review any and all risk involved. Check it out. Sign up for the webinar, phoenixonhannity.com today. Phoenix phoenixonhannity.com. 800 uh, 941 Sean. We're going to get back to this Biden, by the way, announced he's sending $100 million to the people who voted Hamas into power. You know they were voted into power, right? They're not saying it was a free and fair election, but they were voted into power. And Biden is now saying he's going to send $100 million. And anyway, because they had their one and only election, that was in 2006, after Israel voluntarily gave up control of Gaza. Since then, rockets have been fired into neighboring... Israeli cities and towns. Ever since I've been to those those border cities, you can see with the naked eye, Gaza's right out there in the horizon, not far away. It takes a rocket they fired thirteen seconds in the border town of Stroret, where I've been there. Uh, we we went to the underground bunker playgrounds where kids playing. Why? Because you can't if, even if you get an alarm that went off in time, you can't get a kid out of a playground and into a bunker in enough time. I went to the. I saw ten thousand rockets fired into that one city in ten years. I mean, how much? How much? How much longer can Israel allow this to be a staging area? How much longer? Anyway, so um, Biden is offering hundred million dollars. Uh, this giveaway, you know, uh, that he's going to be giving to the Palestinians. Let me tell you that one thing is certain: is they're not going to get a penny out of this. That money will go straight into Hamas's pocket and nobody's going to stop that from happening. He announced this agreement to allow humanitarian aid to move from Egypt to Gaza confirmed 100 million in US funding for assistance to civilians. Well, the US has given hundreds of millions of dollars and they were supposed to build schools and hospitals and infrastructure and I've been in the tunnels buried deep underneath the ground with sophisticated architecture, tunnel making experts with Israeli money spent on cement, American money spent on cement and electricity. They even have a little rail system inside these tunnels and they have hundreds of them. And now we learn today, according to the Jewish News Syndicate, the PA is to immediately reward Families of October 7th terrorists with nearly $3 million. And Biden's going to give them money? I, I, just when you think the world can't get any sicker.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today
0: to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting
0: lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. One of
3: the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was
1: 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. He was on loading. And I was coming back on the
3: plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I'm Miss I said, what? Sergeant Burley. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of the Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline, so if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career.
1: It was twenty years ago today. We had a big bear of a man. It's called Mal Evans. It was unloaded, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, "Will you pass the salt and pepper?" And I
3: misheard him. I said, "What, Sergeant Pepper?" This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs: Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude, and McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue: Here, There, and Everywhere. Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
1: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I know a lot of you are upset. We haven't hit it yet. The vote, you know, pretty much the same as yesterday as it relates to the battle for speaker. Uh, Chip Roy is with us, Congressman from the great state of Texas. Sir, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing great, Sean, and and uh, thanks for that update on on the the funding debate going on. We've gotten updates about what the administration is requesting, and and uh, look, it's concerning. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I want us to figure this out and get a good speaker. Uh, you know, they're looking for uh, you know probably a hundred billion plus dollars. Taiwan, partly for Ukraine, Israel border, which will just fund more agents to process more people, and then humanitarian aid, which you know will end up going to Hamas and going to the Palestinians. So. What they want should be a non-starter. We're going to have to get our uh, crap together here and make sure we're going to push a responsible bill.
1: I'm not reacting to every single second of, of the how the sausage is made where you work in that swamp, that sewer known as D.C., uh, but I will tell you that the patience of the American people is running thin. And I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, Chip, and and I grew up the son of a prison guard. My mom and I grew up the son of a family court probation guy and a waiter. My dad and and I was a paper boy at eight. I was washing dishes by hand in a restaurant three, four days a week when I was twelve. Never stopped working my whole life. Uh, there's a part of me that says you you don't take days off and you don't stop working until you get the job done. And right now, with all that's going on in the world. Uh, you know, I would like to think that the speak that that the Republicans, with their very limited margin that they have, would put aside petty differences and and elect a Speaker of the House so the people's House can be open again. And I wouldn't leave the room until you guys finally decided who that person is. I'd like it to be Jim Jordan, but if it, you guys pick someone else, that's up to you guys. Yeah,
2: Sean, you and I are very much on the same page. Just rewind the clock a little bit. I did not think, and i publicly said, that I did not believe we should leave town when we didn't have our appropriations job completed in July. I did not think we should leave for the August work period at at, at home, as much as I would want to be with my constituents in Texas. Um, I did not think that we should uh, leave our conference meeting last week without unity and without forcing through and getting a person we would all rally behind on the floor. And I worked to try to accomplish that. Now, to be clear, that proposal that I put forward was rejected twice. Now, yeah, right, maybe, you know, and it was rejected. By the way,
1: that was a great proposal. You don't leave until you know you have a speaker, and then you have the vote.
2: Correct. And so it was rejected by, frankly, including some people who aren't supporting GEMS, some who are. So now here we are. We've had two votes on the floor, and that alone is not the end of the world. But the fact is, we've had two votes on the floor where we do not have a speaker, and now we're having to work through it. Now, I want to be clear. I support GEMS. OK, and I support Jim uh, throughout the time that he is running for speaker. Uh, but we've got to figure this out and we've got to do it the right way. OK, we've got people who, frankly, let's rewind the clock to last January. You'll remember as we were going through that effort, I was trying to work in good faith with Kevin to offer solutions. We were meeting in rooms round the clock through the night trying to come to an agreement on how we can make this place work for the people. And you and I have said this on your radio show before. We passed some really good bills. The border bill.
1: H.R. 2, yeah.
2: You know, these were strong bills because we were working together. Credit to Kevin, We were he was honoring most of the commitments. We were working together. But we didn't do everything we should have done. Our spending was not where it needed to be. So we went off the rails, here we are.
1: By the way, you had a plan that would have extended the time to get all the appropriations done uh and you wouldn't have had to vacate the chair it would have been accomplished by now and and then your budgets would be done and then it would be in the hands of the u.s senate where it belongs
2: yeah i mean and we should have done that and so now i would ask of the 20 or 22 in our conference who are not supporting jim why and what do you want to do Because I can promise you, they're not meeting in a room right now saying what we need to do to make this institution work for the hardworking American people that have been getting screwed over by the swamp, spending money we don't have, leaving our borders wide open, all to fund a whole bunch of international organizations and endless wars without responsibly doing our job. I want to hear what they have to say, because listening to a bunch of appropriators and a bunch of House Armed Services Committee folks telling me what I've got to just accept when I've been watching my entire life, this country getting sold down the river by people who want the power of being an appropriator. They love spending money. I want to change this place. Jim Jordan wants to change this place. And so what do they want? If it's not Jim, because they're mad and they're mad about the motion to vacate, which I didn't support.
1: But I didn't support it either. I thought it was a bad idea.
2: And they're crying in their milk about it now, instead of just doing what we could do to unite around Jim and move forward.
1: By the way, the next speaker is only going to be Speaker 14 and, uh, and a half months.
2: And well, that, uh, yeah, we would certainly have a vote next year. And Right.
1: Figure out who- if you don't like the job, if it's Jim or, or whoever, then you can get rid of him.
2: Correct. And so my, my ask of them right now is, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And by the way, last week, I didn't leave town. Everybody left town on that Tuesday after the vacate. I stuck around. I sat around trying to come up with a model to help us figure it out. My son, my kids were in their you know school years. They were, you know, dad, when are you coming home? like, I've got a job to do, guys. I didn't leave town. I don't think we should leave town this weekend. I don't think we should do anything until we get our damn job done. But we've got to sit up here and do what the American people ask us to do. And I will say this about Jim Jordan. He has always worked to do what he said he would do when he came to this town. And I'd like to know those who are not, a, not supporting him. If you're not going to support Jim, you go to the microphone and you tell the American people why.
1: Don't you-, well, you better be careful because I dare to, to ask a few questions like, uh is it true you're not supporting Jim? Because I, I have sources saying, you know, the simple question, uh, during this time, is it an imperative that the People's House be open? If you're not going to support him, how do you plan and when do you plan on opening the House? Uh Would you ever, under any circumstances, vote with Democrats uh to pick a speaker or align with Democrats? Do you, do you think there's anything inappropriate or or could be perceived as, quote, pressure by asking that?
2: I don't think so, but I'm somebody who tends to be more of an open book. I'm not afraid of answering.
1: I'm an open book. People said Hannity's lobby. I didn't call a single person except my sources. I talked to three people. By the way, you happen to be one of the three.
2: Well, it's something that's really important here. I work for my constituents. I work with my colleagues, my colleagues need to get over themselves when they're worried about how we're. Oh, what are you saying to me? And whatever. Look, I am always honest with my colleagues. I'm happy to work with them. I will work round the clock for the good of this country. But at the end of the day, I have to follow the Constitution, the will of the people that I represent, to do my job in a republican form of government in which I represent them, and they have priorities: cutting spending, securing the border stopping endless wars without knowing exactly what our mission is, restoring order, ending weaponization, checking the Biden administration. It's not to just simply continue to rubber stamp what this godforsaken town and K Street and lobbyists want to do. That's part of what's at play right now, and we're going to keep rocking the boat for it. But we got to get our job done.
1: Can you, can you suggest that everybody get in a room and stay there and not leave, have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together? Maybe you can even go back to the, the Constitutional Convention after a month of, what, zero movement. Wasn't it, uh, Ben Franklin, correct me if my history is wrong here, in 1787 that said, well, maybe we should start each day with a prayer, because it sounds like you guys need prayer.
2: Uh, it certainly is something that I will say this. The Freedom Caucus guys, we start every meeting, meeting with prayer. We end every meeting in prayer. There's a lot of people up here who are involved in prayer. I think the Republican conference needs to get together. They need to pretty much lay down their arms and say, okay, guys, what are we going to do? We've got a good guy here, Jim Jordan, who ought to be the Speaker. We have 200 votes for Jim for Speaker. What do we need to do here to unite and go win over the next 14 months? He's an able communicator. He's a team builder. He's worked across the aisle. He supported McCarthy. Well,
1: well, let me ask you this. You talked to your colleagues. Did they not realize how bad this is looking now to the American people?
2: I think some do. I think some less so. I think, and look, at the end of the day...
1: Maybe some of them don't care. Some of them are retiring. They don't care.
2: There is some of that, Sean. And and look, for me... I believe that if we get our crap together, do our job, the American people will remember what we get done in results in holding the line against Biden and dealing with Ukraine and Israel and reducing spending and securing our border, the things we know we need to do in the coming year. And so that's our job, and that's what I'm going to spend all my time relentlessly doing. But some of these folks have got to stop holding on to power and personalities and worried about what you know, whose feelings are hurt. We have a job to do. And if you don't think Jim Jordan can do the job, Go to the microphone and say that. Otherwise, stop your damn belly aching, because otherwise it's just personal and petty. And nobody in America's lives are going to be made better by petty politics. I will say, you know, I've not always agreed. I didn't always agree with Kevin. Didn't always agree with, you know, other people I work with. But at some point here, we have to actually do our job. And I will spend every waking moment here trying to work and reach my hand out and say, what do we need to do to solve the problems for the American people? Because I promise you, the Democrats damn well aren't going to do it. They're totally fine with open borders, totally fine with debt, totally fine with more deficit spending, totally fine with blank checks to Ukraine, totally fine with siding with the frickin' uh, Hamas instead of Israel. And we've got to stand up against those things united, and we've got to do that now I would prefer that we unite around Jim Jordan right now and get it done and do it tomorrow.
1: All right, Chip Roy, Congressman, great state of Texas. I'm glad some people there share my work ethic. Uh, And, you know, these are very interesting times. They were elected to lead. One thing that would not, two things that would not be acceptable to me is a a Band-Aid short-term, well, let's empower the Speaker pro tem. Uh, or to, you know, go into business with Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats? Will either of those things happen?
2: Sean, we cannot do that. I want to be very clear in closing this out. That is a slap in the face to the constitutional requirement. We choose the Speaker. It would be a bad precedent to set. We are only, in the past, we've only done that when we had a duly elected Speaker. We had a a Speaker pro temp for emergencies. We should not empower somebody on a temporary basis. We should do our job and not leave town until we choose the Speaker of the House.
1: I second that motion uh, and uh, I, I give back the remainder of my time, whatever you say. I, I yield. I yield. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Appreciate it, Chip Roy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office more than once actually
1: do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting
0: really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckyland play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary for prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details my name is chris moody host of the new podcast finding matt drudge